When, a quite little child, I was dwelling in the house of my father's kingdom, and in the wealth and the glories of my upbringers I was delighting, from the east our home, my parents forsent me with journey provision. Indeed, from the wealth of our treasure, they bound up for me a load. Large was it, yet it was so light that all alone I could bear it. Gold from the land of Bethaliah, silver from Gazak the Great, Cladodons of India, iris-hued from Kashan. They girt me with adamant that hath power to cut even iron. My glorious robe they took off me, which in their love they had wrought me, and my purple mantle, which was woven to match with my stature. And with me they made a compact, and my heart wrote it, not to forget it. If you go down into Egypt, and hence you bring the one pearl, the pearl that lies in the sea, hard by the loud-breathing serpent, then shalt thou put on thy robe and thy mantle, and goeth upon it, and with thy brother our second shall thou be heir in our kingdom. This is the beginning of an ancient Christian text called the Hymn of the Pearl. Today we call it Gnostic, which wasn't what it would have been called back then. But we call it that now to refer to that school of Christianity that emphasized inner knowing as how to know the true life of the Spirit. They do not emphasize salvation and are much more apt to embrace the more common culture of respecting other people's faiths. The hymn is most commonly found in a book called The Acts of Thomas, but more than likely it existed even before the 3rd century in which scholars date it. The hymn speaks to a kind of myth for humankind and why we are here on this earth. As it is, a young man is growing up in his father's kingdom. All is well there and he has a beautiful robe. But then something happens. An adventure is called for. Go to Egypt and retrieve a pearl from the sea that is guarded by a great serpent. Achieve this purpose and become heir to the kingdom. So off the young man goes. I left the east and went down with two couriers. For the way was hard and dangerous, for I was young to tread it. I traversed the borders of Maishan the mart of the eastern merchants, and I reached the land of Babel, and entered the walls of Saurbag. Down further I went into Egypt, and from me parted my escorts. Straight away I went to the serpent, near to his lodging I settled, to take away my pearl while he should sleep and should slumber. Lone was I there, yea, all lonely, to my fellow lodgers a stranger. However, I saw there a noble, from out of the dawn land my kinsman, a young man fair and well-favored, son of Grandis, he came and he joined me. I made him my chosen companion, a comrade for sharing my wares with. He warned me against the Egyptians, against mixing with the unclean ones, for I had clothed me as they were, that they might not guess I had come, from afar to take off the pearl, and so rouse the serpent against me. In this hymn and throughout biblical literature, Egypt is often seen as a place of slavery, and yet it's also a place where freedom can be realized. I think in this hymn, Egypt did not just represent the world in general, in which our spirits enter into that separates us from our true heavenly home with our spiritual father, but Egypt also represents the realm of consciousness focused only on the body and the senses. As we will see, it is easy to emphasize the world of the senses and of everyday life in the world so much that we forget the spirit and the higher truths. But from some occasion or other they learned I was not of their country. With their wiles they made my acquaintance, yea, they gave me their victuals to eat. I forgot that I was a king's son, and became a slave to their king. I forgot all concerning the pearl for which my parents had sent me, 
and from the weight of their victuals I sank down into a deep sleep. All this that now was befalling, my parents perceived and were anxious. It was then proclaimed in our kingdom that all should speed to our gate, kings and chieflains of Parthia, and of the east all the princes, and this is the council they came to. I should not be left down in Egypt. And for me they wrote out a letter, and to it each noble his name set. From us, king of kings, thy father and thy mother, queen of the dawnland, and from our second thy brother, to thee, son, down in Egypt, our greeting. Up and arise from thy sleep. Give ear to the words of our letter. Remember that thou art a king's son. Seem who thou hast served in thy slavedom. Bethink thyself of the pearl, for which thou didst journey to Egypt. Remember thy glorious robe, thy splendid mantle, remember, to put on and wear as adornment, when thy name may be read in the book of the heroes, and with our successor thy brother, thou may be ear in our kingdom. My letter was surely a letter the king had sealed up with his right hand against the children of Babel the wicked, the tyrannical daemons of Sarbag. How quick in life do we forget our spiritual truth and become slave to the senses. Not that the senses are bad in any way, but it is often in life that love gets replaced by the bottle, or meaning for materialism, or thriving for survival. In this part of the hymn, that we can really begin to see that this is not just a story about a hero, but of all of us. We come from a divine place and into the world with a purpose, a calling. And the activities of this world have a way of having us forget where we really came from and can cause us to forget what we really came here for. The divine notices this and begins its part in trying to help us to remember. It flew in the form of the eagle, of all the winged tribes the king bird. It flew and alighted beside me and turned into speech altogether. At its voice and the sound of its winging, I waked and arose from my deep sleep. Unto me I took it and kissed it. I loosed its seal and I read it. As it stood in my heart writ, the words of my letter were written. I remembered that I was a king's son, and my rank did long for its nature. I bethought me again of the pearl for which I was sent down to Egypt, and I began to charm him, the terrible loud-breathing serpent. I lulled him to sleep and to slumber, chanting o'er him the name of my father, the name of our second, my brother, and the name of my mother, the East Queen. And thereon I snatched up the pearl and turned to the house of my father, their filthy and unclean garments I stripped off and left in their country, to the way that I came betook me, to the light of our home, to the dawn land. On the road I found there before me my letter that had aroused me, as with its voice it had roused me, so now with its light it did lead me. On fabric of silk and the letter red with shining appearance before me, encouraging me with its guidance, with its love, it was drawing me onward, I went forth, through Sarbag I passed, I left Babylon on my left hand, and I reached unto Mishon the Great, the meeting place of the merchants, that lieth hard by the sea's shore. My glorious robe I'd stripped off, and my mantle with which it was covered, down from the height of Harantia, thither my parents did send me, by the hands of their treasure dispensers, who trustworthy were it trusted. Without my recalling its fashion in the house of my father, my childhood had left it. At once, as soon as I saw it, the glory looked like my own self. I saw it in all of me, and saw me in all of it, that we were twain in distinction, and yet again one in one likeness. I saw, too, the treasurers also, who unto me had down brought it, 
were twain, and yet of one likeness, for one sign of the king was upon them, who through them restored me the glory, the pledge of my kingship. The glorious robe, all besangled with sparkling splendors of colors, with gold and also with barrels, chalonesses, iris-hued opals, with sards of varying colors, to match its grandeur, moreover it had been completed. With adamanite jewels, all of its seams were off fastened. The king of kings' image was depicted entirely all over it, and as the sapphires above was it wrought in a motley of color. I saw that, moreover, all the motions of gnosis abounding. I saw it further was making ready as though for to speak. I heard the sound of its music which it whispered as it descended. Behold him, the active in deeds for whom I was reared with my father. I too have felt in myself how that with his works waxed my stature. And now, with his kingly motions, was it pouring itself out towards me, and made haste in the hands of its givers, that I might take and receive it. And me too, too, my love, urged forward to run for me to meet it, to take it. And I stretched myself forth to receive it with its beauty of color I decked me, and my mantle of sparkling colors I wrapped entirely all over me. I clothed me therewith and ascended to the gate of greeting and homage. I bowed my head and did homage to the glory of him who had sent it, whose commands I had accomplished, and who had too done what he'd promised. And there at the gate of his house, sons, I mingled myself with his princes, for he had received me with gladness, and I was with him in his kingdom, to whom the whole of his servants with sweet-sounding voices sing praises. He had promised that with him to the court of the king of kings I should speed, and taking with me my pearl should with him be seen by our king. So I know there is no great fight scene with the serpent, and perhaps the reason for that is there is only one thing the hero needs to remember. And when he truly remembers, he retrieves the pearl and can no longer be separated from his true home. For us, all the steps of spiritual realization are right here. You are born from spirit, but into the world filled with distractions. You get caught in those distractions and you forget. The heavens send you reminders, and if you have the heroism to listen, you will remember. And if you remember, you will retrieve a pearl of great price. Is the pearl at the bottom of the sea? No, the pearl is within us. Jesus spoke of this pearl when he talked about the man who discovered a great pearl, buried it, and sold everything he owned to buy the field the pearl was buried in. Why not just take the pearl and buy a large screen TV and be happy, right? It isn't that kind of pearl. The pearl is symbolic of inner knowing. The serpent is symbolic of a root wisdom, the wisdom of the senses that knows at some level the purposes of the heart that it tries to keep us from. It is ourselves, too. The great pearl we have to discover is within ourselves if we have the courage to dedicate ourselves to inner knowing to realize it's there. When we do it, it gives itself to us in incredible ways. But as another old Gnostic tale explains, the gods once got together to discuss where to hide the secret truth of man. One god suggested the heavens, but no another god replied, for surely man will one day learn to grow wings, fly, and discover the secret truth. How that at the bottom of the sea? Another god chimed in. No, another god answered, for one day man would grow fins, learn to swim, and discover his secret. I've got it. At last, a god proclaimed. Let's hide the secret deep within man. And all the gods agreed that would be the last place man would ever look for it. <laughs> 